The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we're going to discuss Chiron. Let's get into it. Centaurs are mythical half-man, half-horse amalgamations. From the waist down, their bodies are that of a horse and their torso, arms, and head are that of a man, and in some less conventional portrayals, so too were the fronts of their legs. They live in mountains and forests, preferring by far the wild and rugged terrain of unfettered nature over so-called civilized places where masonry and carpentry replace tree and crag. They subsist exclusively on raw food, especially raw meat, and they become entirely unmanageable when they indulge in alcohol, as we'll see. Chiron is a centaur, but as reckoned compared to his own species, he's quite the aberration. Generally speaking, centaurs, in Greek mythology, are raucous, rowdy, and prone to revelry. Yes, they have a passion for alcohol and boisterous feasting, but more disruptive is the tendency for those activities to devolve into raiding, marauding, and the abducting of comely women. There are several stories in which drunk and disorderly centaurs must be fought off by heroes, like at Pirithous' wedding, where a group of centaurs were in attendance. At first, everything went as planned, food and wine flowed, and there was much carousing and merriment. But when the centaurs became intoxicated, the celebration took an unhappy turn. They began seizing women, one galloped away with the bride in hand, and Theseus later killed him. A fierce battle ensued in which the centaurs were beaten, and this, in turn, fomented a larger-scale conflict whereby all of the centaurs were forced out of Thessaly. Juxtaposed with that image is Charon, healer, sage, man of compassion and culture, and trainer of heroes. He was a prodigious healer, by some accounts the first to incorporate the use of herbs in medicine. Additionally, he was a singular talent in a broad array of other disciplines, like martial arts, ethics, hunting, acrobatics, music, and prophecy, which comes as no surprise given who his teachers were, the divine twins Artemis and Apollo, who imparted their unsurpassed skill and knowledge. However, as told in another tradition, the dynamic is presented oppositely so that Charon is the teacher and Artemis and Apollo the mentees. Because of his mental acuity, his physical prowess, and the many skills and areas of knowledge he had mastery of, it was common for people to want him to tutor their children. As such, many of the greatest heroes of Greek mythology were once his pupils, including Jason, Asclepius, Actaeon, the twins Castor and Pollux, and most famously, Achilles. In one account, Thetis, a sea goddess and one of the fifty Nereids, was given to Peleus so that neither Zeus nor Poseidon would sire by her sons more powerful than themselves. However, in another, it was Chiron who both advised Peleus to marry Thetis and showed him how to force her to marry him by preventing her from changing forms and escaping him. At their wedding, Chiron gifts Peleus with a spear of ashwood, and later, Peleus walks in on Thetis placing their son Achilles in a fire, tempering him to imbue immortality. 
Not understanding what was happening and believing his wife's actions to be murderous, Peleus disrupts the process and Thetis flees back to the sea. Afterwards, Peleus gives Achilles into Chiron's care to be mentored and trained. Concerning Chiron's parentage, there are many traditions. One claims that Zeus was his father, another that he was born to Cronus, the king of the Titans, and to Philera, one of the Oceanids and a second generation Titan. Supposedly, when Rhea, Cronus' wife, found out about this extramarital affair, Cronus assumed the form of a stallion to hide from her, and in this form he mounted Philera, the genesis of Chiron's half-man, half-horse appearance. However, the most interesting and most elaborate version has him as a descendant of Centaurus, the progenitor of virtually the entire centaur species, who was born to Ixion and Nephele, a virgin that certainly warrants being looked at in more detail. Ixion is an infamous name in Greek mythology. He's known, depending on the version, as either the first murderer or the first to be guilty of kinslaying. Basically, he's ancient Greece's equivalent of Cain, the son of Adam and Eve who murdered his brother Abel, just replaced brother with father-in-law. His crime was reprehensible, certainly, yet it would ultimately pale in comparison to the punishment he would be subjected to, which was to be tortured for all of eternity. Basically, Ixion wouldn't pay the bride price he owed his father-in-law. When his father-in-law seized his prized mares as collateral, Ixion agreed to pay, but as events would prove, this was but empty words. Instead of paying, he set a trap, the result of which was his father-in-law perishing in a fiery pit. Contriving the death of such a close relative put a curse on Ixion's name. He became a pariah, shunned by both high and low. No one would purify him of his blood guilt, so his life degenerated into a perpetual state of isolation and self-loathing, that is, until Zeus eventually takes pity on him, cleansing him of his past sins, even inviting him into his own home and offering hospitality, seat and sup in the very house of the gods. Despite absolving him of his past sins and setting him on the path of redemption, Ixion was possessed by lecherous impulses. Apparently having no interest in self-preservation, he made several unwanted advances on Hera, with whom he was utterly taken. Hera reported this to Zeus, who devised a cunning plan to ascertain the truth of his wife's words. Using a cloud, he created a doppelganger of Hera, and he sent this automaton into Exion's chamber to see what the man would do. Lacking scruples or sense, and overcome with lust, he copulated with the cloud replica, her name Nephele, and from their union came two things. Centaurus, the first ancestor of all centaurs, was born, and Ixion was tied to a flaming wheel, on which he spun for all eternity in the cavernous dark of Tartarus. Centaurus wasn't a centaur, rather he was a misshapen man, one who found solace and sanctuary in solitude, removed from people and society. Yes, seclusion suited him, but he still had needs, and since there were no women around, he copulated with the mares of Mount Pelion, becoming the original progenitor of the centaur race. To me, Chiron as the son of Cronus and Philera seems the best fit, 
for he was immortal, something usually seen as a blessing, but in Chiron's unfortunate case, something that became an unbearable curse. Chiron was accidentally wounded by one of Hercules' poison-tipped arrows, arrows that the hero coated in the venom of the Lernian Hydra after he defeated it. The poison was of incredible potency, even the most superficial wound inflicting agony before quickly killing, so Chiron was racked by it, his whole body torn by the most excruciating pain. But because he was immortal, his life would not end, no matter how desperately his body and mind begged for it. Of his ultimate end, there are many tellings. In one, Zeus takes pity on him and, with his godly powers, helps Chiron transcend his own flesh by setting him in the sky as a constellation. In another, he and Prometheus swap destinies, exchanging essences if you will, with Chiron becoming mortal, thus able to die, and Prometheus becoming immortal. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. As always, leave your video suggestions down below.